Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. All right, y'all, let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We praise you today. We thank you for today, God. We just always appreciate this moment, this opportunity um, to be in this space. God, every time we uh, come into this space, God, we thank you for meeting us. Every time we come into this space, we thank you, God, for just connecting us. God, have your way. Um, speak to us today. Challenge us today. And Lord, when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning, y'all. Listen, I'm excited uh, about it. Somebody said, listen, yeah, the old old, old preacher boy got to do some work today, so couldn't couldn't come up with my white tee, so I had to put some clothes on. <laughs> but listen, um, we are uh, we excited about uh, what God has to say to us to uh, to this to this morning, and um, and it comes out of the book of Jonah, Jonah, the first chapter, uh, and I'll be reading uh, the first uh, few verses uh, there. I'm going to read Jonah, the uh, first chapter. Oh, I'm going to read verse one through three. Um, we'll be looking at kind of a lot of content in that, really, the first chapter. But for the sake of where we are, let's read Jonah one, uh, verse one through three, and I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation, and it reads as follows. Um, the Lord gave this message to Jonah, um, son of Amittai, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by selling to Tarshish. And I would just like to use as a subject for this morning, uh, it's messy in the middle. Can somebody type that in? Can you make sure we uh, type that in the comments? It's messy in the middle. Jonah, the first chapter, verse one through three. What is the middle, y'all? Well, if we were looking at it from a a mathematical perspective, we'd be talking about a point that is kind of like the center point in between two uh, places. It's like that center point that has an equal distance between um, the place perhaps on one side of the circle in comparison to the other side of the uh, the circle. But I'm not really talking about math this morning. What I'm really talking about is the middle, that place between uh, what God has brought you from in comparison to the place where God would have you to be. Yeah, that's the middle uh, that I want to talk about this uh, morning. And I want to encourage us and let you know today, flat out, straight, no chaser. Uh, back when we used to do this, uh, doing our 40 days uh, season of fasting and prayer, they said, Pastor Walt used to come out with punching gloves, man. And I said, well, I just went with what the Lord gave me. And so unfortunately, my sisters and my brothers, the Lord has armed me with some more punching gloves today because he's saying that too many people of God are living in that middle. You are in that point between where God, what, where God has brought you from in comparison to where he would have you to be. And God is saying, it's real messy in the middle. Being in the middle, y'all, is like um, drinking uh, lukewarm water, and nobody likes uh, lukewarm water. It ain't hot water. It ain't cold water. It's that nasty uh, middle water. Being in the middle is really saying, I, I want to commit, but I'm I'm halfway in, and I'm, and I'm halfway out. Uh, being in the middle is saying, I want to be financially successful. Uh, I'm thankful for some income that I have, but I still, still 
have bad spending habits. Being in the middle is saying that I want to be full. I want to submit my life to God, but I'm still ratchet a little bit. Shout out to everybody that wants to commit to God, but you still ratchet a little bit. Uh, Being in the middle is saying that I I want to be free uh, from everything that has been burdening me, that has been a burden to me. But in reality, I'm struggling letting go. Uh, Being in the middle is saying that I, I want to be free. Uh, but there's some things that I'm still holding on um, to. Being in the middle is saying that I want to step out on faith, but uh, I, I keep one foot in uh, just in case it uh, doesn't uh, work out. Being in the middle is essentially being halfway in and halfway out. And all God called me to do this morning is to remind everybody, because I know y'all going to share it, because God is saying that too many of his people, too many of the people that he loved, too many people that are called, too many people that are anointed are living in the middle. God is saying that it gets real messy for us when we decide to live in the middle. Can we talk about it? Jonah is our reminder today and our help today. He's He testifies to us today about it gets so messy when we live in the middle. Uh, Jonah is the story of an uh, individual that was anointed by God as one of God's uh, voice pieces, as one of God's prophets. And he says, Jonah, I have an assignment uh, for you. Jonah, what I need you to do, I need you to go over to Nineveh. Jonah was like, Jonah's like, hold up, Nineveh, you mean that place, our enemy, our adversary? That's right. I need you to go over to the people that don't like you, and I need you to encourage them with the word of God. The encouragement for them is simple, that if they don't stop what they're doing, bad things are going to happen. And if you go, Jonah, they will listen from you. They will be spared and they will see a better day. Jonah's like, wait a minute. You want me to go encourage and edify and equip and correct the people that I have been praying that you bring down fire upon? No, God, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. And so Jonah, um, out of his frustration because of what the, what these individuals had done to him, uh, the, you have to understand if you give Jonah some credit, these people weren't just what we would refer to in today's vernacular as haters, if you will. These were people that desired to kill uh, the people of God. These were the people that oppressed them in a, in a, in a, in a way that we could probably not relate with. And, and he's, Jonah is saying, I have nothing encouraging to say to the people that have been oppressing me and my kinfolk for all of these years. God, what you are asking me to do makes no sense and I'm not going to do it. And many of us can relate to God, Jonah, in some ways, can't we? Is there anybody beside myself? Y'all talk to me this morning. Has God ever given you an assignment that made no sense? Now, I want you, you probably going to say yes to that. But are you willing to admit that you were like Jonah and you refused to do it? I want to hear from everybody that God gave you an assignment that made no sense. And you were just like Jonah and you refused to do it. Maybe Jonah, maybe God told you, I need you to pick up this phone and, and call somebody that did you wrong. And really, they need to be reaching out to you. But God is saying, I need you to call them. And you said, God, that don't make no sense. I ain't the one that broke the relationship in the first place. Uh, it, why you want me to reach out to them? It makes no sense. Sometimes God will have you to do some, something, ask you to do something that makes no sense. And we feel like Jonah and we say, no, God, I ain't going to do it. But I want to encourage you today that the moment that you know in your heart that God has told you to do something and you refuse to do it, you find yourself where, y'all? You find yourself in the middle. You find yourself in the middle of your emotions in compared to the will of God. And I want to tell you that it gets messy in the middle. I can tell you from my own life that it's messy in the middle when God has told you to do something and you don't want to do it the way he said it. When God has told you to do something and everybody's not going to like it. When God has told you to do something and everybody doesn't walk with you, but you know exactly what 
what God told you to do. I want to tell you today that it gets messy in the middle. And Jonah is trying to remind us that that's why we have not been called to stay in the middle. But for you to understand that, he said, first, you got to understand that some things that happen to us in the middle. First, the foremost, Jonah says this, this that when we live in the middle, uh, living, in a, living in the middle brings out the discipline of God. That was the first point. Somebody type, type that one in. Living in the middle brings out the discipline of God. Jonah, the first chapter, verse four, after Jonah said, no, God, I ain't going to do it. Verse four declares this. So the Lord heard, and Jonah gets on a boat headed in the opposite direction of where God told him to go. And verse four says this, but the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Listen, the text says that the storm threatened to break the ship apart. Uh, the, 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 the text makes it clear that God uh, had no desire to kill Jonah. God had no desire to destroy Jonah. God wanted to use Jonah, but because Jonah had chosen to live in the middle, his life got messy. I want to talk to somebody right now. God has no desire to destroy you. God has no desire to hurt you. But God, make no mistake about it, will discipline you. If you understand that, uh, if you as a as a human being, um, you had parents and your parents were not perfect. My parents are not perfect, and if you are a parent, you're not perfect. But the one thing you understand about parenting is this: is that there's a responsibility to discipline those that we love. That's why God says that in the scripture that uh, that He disciplines those that He loves. And so, when you decide that you're not going to do what God has told you to do, it will bring out the discipline. At first, I was going to say it was going to bring out the wrath. And I said, well, no, if it was the wrath, Jonah probably wouldn't have survived it. But what it was, was the discipline. And sometimes we mistake the discipline of God as the wrath of God. God is not trying to destroy you. He's not trying to condemn you. But make no mistake about it, he's trying to correct you. So I'm talking to somebody real good today to remind you the longer you stay in the middle, the messier it's going to get. Ask Jonah about it. The longer you stay in the middle, the more the storm is going to rain. The longer you stay in the middle, the more the sky is going to get dark. The longer you stay in the middle, the more the sun is going to refuse to shine. The longer you stay in the middle, the more you're going to have to deal with storm-like conditions. And all I'm trying to tell you right now is God is not trying to hurt you, but he's trying to correct you to get you to go to the place that he would have you to be. Listen, this is a good point to recognize that if you're that individual, that God still loves you. He cares about you so much that the storm that you're experiencing is not to harm you, but it's to put you back on the proper plan path because of the great things that he has for you. That's the first thing that I wanted to remind you of. But there's also another thing that Jonah wants to let you know, uh, that is there something else that bad happens when we live in the middle. When we live in the middle, we put other people's lives in danger. That's the other one is this. When we live in the middle, we put other people's lives in danger. I hope y'all are typing this in YouTube and Facebook. They hooking me up on Zoom because somebody's going to see this later because you're going to share it because God said this is a word for a super majority of his people who are living in the middle with halfway in, halfway out. And God is saying from through the words of Jonah, when we live in the middle, we put other people's lives in danger. Let's look at verse five. So now Jonah is uh, in, in the boat and God has sent the storm to discipline him. Uh, at verse five, all of a sudden, as the storm comes up, watch what the crew says. 
fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard uh, to uh, lighten the ship. Uh, but all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole, verse 6. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this, he shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Uh, maybe he will pay us pay attention to us and spare our lives. Verse 7, then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused a terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. My God, Jonah, you're living in the middle. It's costing people. Verse 8, why has this awful storm come down on us, they demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already, listen to this, the sailors were terrified when he when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Can I stop right there and uh, and, and remind you uh, that because Jonah uh, was disobedient and chose to live in the middle, uh, it, it caused other people's lives to be in danger. Have you ever thought about the fact that where God wants you to do, be, the place he wants you to step into, the risk that he wants you to take, the faith move that he is requiring of you, the, uh, the discipline that he is commanding of you, have you ever thought about the fact of how it negatively impacts other people around you when you decide that you ain't going to do what God has called you to do and you didn't got so comfortable not doing what God has called you to do that you can go to sleep in the middle of everything that's going on? You could sleep through the pandemic. You could sleep through these social justice issues. You can sleep through these school system issues. You can sleep through issues in your family. You can sleep through issues in your marriage. You can sleep through issues in your friendships. You can sleep through issues everywhere. Why? Because you have gotten accustomed to doing uh, being in the middle. But I want to remind you while you are sleeping, because you have gotten numb and accustomed to being in the middle, the people that you are assigned to bless, they are terrified. The children that you are assigned to minister to and the tutor, they need you right now. I want to encourage you as long as you stay in the middle, there is a humanity that's hurting. Hello, did you hear me this morning? Did you hear what I said? As long as you stay in the middle, there is a humanity that will be hurting. Why? Because there's an assignment on your life. Why? Because there's a destiny, a destination of that God has for you to be in. As long as you stay in the wrong position, the storm is going to continue to rage and the storm is not only going to impact you, it's going to impact other people around you. I like to ask questions when we come together. It keeps us engaged. And my next question is this, who is being impacted right now because you have chosen and to stay in the middle? Who is hurting right now because you have halfway committed to the situation? Who is hurting right now because you operating like lukewarm water? Who is struggling right now because you are not fully committed? Who is hurting right now because you are halfway in, halfway out? Jonah says as long as you live in the middle, not only is it messy for you, it's messy for the people that are around you. So Jonah has reminded us of some things. He's reminded us first and foremost that the middle brings out 
about the discipline of God. He's reminded us that as long as we live in the middle, it put other people's lives in danger. But then he goes on a little bit further. And Jonah said, I ain't going to lie to you. And not only there's something else that you need to understand about the messiness of the middle. He says that as long as you stay in the middle, you will experience great anxiety. As long as you stay in the middle, you will experience great anxiety. Jonah says in verse 12, uh, in verse 11 and 12, in verse 11, um, the storm was getting worse. And they asked him, what should we do to stop this storm? That was verse 11. Verse 12, Jonah says this, throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Can I talk about Jonah? Jonah is really like us now because now he's He's come to the conclusion that his unwillingness to be obedient and his messiness of the middle has caused other people to be hurt. And now he has to have great anxiety, possibly depression, uh, possibly uh, feelings of emotions that we could never understand because he feels like the only way out now is for him to be literally thrown off of the boat. At this point, he doesn't know how it's going to work out, but Jonah is a human. He's disobeyed God. And sometimes when we live in the middle, as a result of disobeying God, it makes us feel like God has forgotten about us. I can imagine that Jonah in this moment realizing that the only way the storm was going to cease for the people that he was hurting was to jump off the sea. He didn't tell them to turn and go in the other direction, maybe and go to Nineveh. But some reason in his mind, the only way that they ended was to jump into the water. And I want to encourage somebody today and tell you that if you're dealing with anxiety, God hadn't called you to end it. If you're dealing with it, you come to that place where I have come to. I've come to that place in my life sometimes where I realize I made some bad choices. Does anybody want to help me this morning and say you have come to a place sometimes you made a, a bad choice and you realize that it impacted you and it impacted others and it brought a lot of anxiety and you're saying, man, how can I end this? And Jonah is saying the only way I can end it is to be tossed into the sea. Again, I bring to your attention, he didn't say take me to the interval. He said the only way it's going to end is to be tossed into the sea. And I think about this so much because I think about individuals uh, that I minister to on a, on a, a, a monthly basis, y'all. Y'all heard me on a monthly basis that are dealing with suicidal thoughts. They, some of them said, I get to this place where I realize that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I get to this place where I realize that maybe it's my fault. I get to this place where I'm starting to think maybe people will be better off without me. And I would want to tell you that the devil is a liar, that, that, that we need you. Somebody told you, go ahead, and y'all know I love doing this. It's how we affirm one another. Can you just look at somebody whether you're on Zoom, on YouTube, or Facebook, wherever you are, and say, no, I know you may be in a middle situation, but we need you. I know you may be going through a struggle, but we need you. I know you may be feeling anxiety. I know you may be feeling useless. I know you maybe haven't found your purpose, but no, sis, we need you. No, bro, we need you. No, God has a plan for your life. And even if you have been living in the middle for an extended period of time, I want to remind you that God still has a plan for you. And I want to pray for you if you're dealing with anxiety because you're in the middle of, of, of uh, helplessness and happiness. You're you're in the middle of uh, of, of helplessness and, and, and the hope that we preach about. And I want to encourage you that there is hope. I want to encourage you that troubles don't last always. I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit is still a healer even when we're dealing with anxiety. I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit can bring you out of the middle and put you to where you're supposed to be. But I want you to hold on until your 
change is going to come. And so now Jonah is dealing with anxiety because he's found himself in the middle. And sometimes we deal with depression. Sometimes we deal with anxiety. Sometimes we deal with struggle because we're not made to be live in the middle. And I just want to say it how I feel it. I hope I don't, uh, I hope I get it right for all of our mental health professionals out there. This is more spiritual than clinical. This is spiritual than clinical. I believe in the spiritual sense uh, that you're not going to get where you need to be mentally until you do what you're supposed to do spiritually and physically. I believe you're not going to get to where you need to be mentally until you need to do what you're supposed to do spiritually and physically. There are so many people that are dealing with anxiety and mental health issues because they're in a place that they're not supposed to be. You're dealing with anxiety and mental health issues because you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. And the problem is, it's not always sin. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's the late night creep. But sometimes it's the job that pays you the most money. But that's not your assignment in this season. It's tight but it's right. Sometimes we are doing some stuff that looks good to society, but you know full doggone well that while it looks good on paper, it looks good on it looks good on social media, but you know exactly that God is saying there's something else that I have for you to do. And God is saying that if it's something else that he has for you to do, I can testify if God is telling you to do something different, one day way that you know that it's the Lord is where there is vision. Somebody finish my sentence. Where there is vision, I need somebody to help me here where there is vision. That's right. Somebody got it. Where there is vision, there is always provision. So don't worry about it. You don't have to have anxiety, but I'm going to tell you that you're not going to be feel good. You're not going to feel that peace um, mentally. You're not going to feel that peace emotionally as long as you are outside of God's will spiritually and outside of God's will practically. So Jonah has reminded us that as long as you stay in the middle, being in the middle comes with uh, great anxiety. But Jonah gives us another lesson. I hope y'all are typing because we got some good ones today and we're almost done. Jonah gives us a shift here. And because as I was looking at this, y'all, and I was punching myself as hope as many as much as I'm punching y'all, I discovered something that's amazing about the providence of God. The next thing I discovered about the middle is crazy. And I want to say this right because I don't want to discourage, I don't want to encourage you to stay in the middle. But watch this. God still has the ability to use the mess of our middle for his glory. God still has the ability to use the mess of our middle for his glory. Watch this. Look at that verse 13 through 16. So now uh, what has happened is in verse 13, instead, the sailors rode even harder to get the ship to the land. In other words, they said, Jonah, were you crazy? You're going through anxiety. We ain't going to throw you out. We're going to make our way out of this storm. But the storm sea was too violent for them and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Keep, 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 watch this. When the storm first started, they cried out to their God. They didn't cry out to Jehovah Jireh. They, they didn't cry out to Elohim. They, they didn't cry out to El Roy E. They cried out to their God, who was not the true God. But the storm was so violent that their God couldn't answer it. And they said, well, we might as well give Jonah's God a try. They cried out to Jonah's God. And they said, oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin and don't hold us responsible for his death. 
him. Oh, Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. They are understanding and learning that God, they have learned something in this nanosecond that some believers don't catch their entire life, that even when we face storms in our lives, that God is up to something. I want to encourage somebody right now that's in the middle of a storm. They caught it in a nanosecond. They hadn't even been to their first revival service. They hadn't even been to their first Sunday morning communion. They caught it in a nanosecond. And when a storm comes upon the life of the believer, God is up to something. I hope you can catch that this morning. If you're going in a storm, that God is up to something. And so these individuals say, we don't know what you're up to, but you're up to something in the life of Jonah. Your hand is on them. And so then they decide, since your hand is on him, God, it's okay for us to throw him out into the sea. Verse 15, then the sailors picked up Jonah and threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. Watch verse 16, y'all. The sailors were all struck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. My sisters and my brothers, what an amazing, uh, um, what an amazing contradiction because Jonah is in the wrong place doing the wrong thing at the wrong time, but God still uses him in an amazing way. God uses Jonah's mess up uh, as a testimony um, that leads these individuals who did not know the true and the living God into right relationship with him because of their encounter with Jonah, because of their encounter with the storm, they understood that Jonah's, Jonah's God was the real God. And can I tell you today that some of the storms that you have encountered, that people that are surrounded Surrounded to you, you people in your family, people on social media, people that you are connected with in various organizations. They've seen the storm. They've seen what you have been going through, and they even seen your mess ups in the middle of the storm. But what they saw is that your God was a keeper of you because His hand was on you. They saw that even in the middle of your mess, that God was a keeper, and because of God kept you in the middle of your mess, they are starting to want to know more about your God. Can I say? plain? Can I talk to everybody out there that has been through divorce and the church looked at your divorce and looked at you? What they saw was a strong man of God and they saw a strong woman of God come through it and they said, even though it was messy, the hand of God was on them. Is there anybody beside myself going through a season of transition and it's gotten messy? They've lied on you. They smeared your name. They've talked about you. They've criticized you, but they can't deny that the hand of God is on your life. They can't deny deny the favor of God is on your life. They can't deny it because they saw you survive the storm. They saw you survive what killed other people. They saw you come out of, of some things that other people were not able to survive. You ought to give God some glory today because if you've ever been in some mess and your mess went public, but because of the public mess that the people thought was going to destroy you, God kept you in the middle of the public mess. Now the people want to know a little bit more about your God. In the text, they say they start working worshiping his God, because they said that God must be the real God, because he kept him in the middle of the mess. I'm so glad, y'all, that I've been in some mess, but God kept me in the middle of it. I'm so glad, y'all, I've been in some crucial conversations, but God kept his hand on me. I'm so glad, y'all, that I had some stuff that went public that I didn't want to go public, and they said that's going to be the end to him, but his hand was on me, and God used my mess for his 
glory to simply say that there is no secret to what God can do the same way that he did it for me. He ought to do the same thing for you. If we was in the church house, I'd tell you to high-five your neighbor, but you ought to send up some hearts. You ought to send up some likes. If God has been able to use your mess, uh, he was able to use your addiction. He was able to use your stronghold. He was able to use your uncertainty. He was able to use your challenges in school. He was able to use some stuff that we don't even know about. And now it's your testimony that's drawing other people to him. You ought to give him some glory in this place. You ought to give him some glory this morning. I thank you, God, that even when I was in the mess of a middle situation, you had your hand on me. I thank you, God, that when I was in the middle of a mess of a sticky situation, you didn't turn your back on me. And now I got a story. It got to be told. I got a story. It might be a New York Times bestseller because God did it and he did it all by himself. Uh, my sisters and brothers, and I want to leave you because I ain't got but three minutes and I'm going to give you these last two and we out of here. Jonah says this, uh, as you celebrate your God, Jonah says there's one thing that you need to remember because we get to that point and now you've got to make a decision as to whether or not you're going to be all the way in or you're going to be all the way out because I told you that it gets messy in the middle. Jonah says you got a decision now. It's that point where we've reached what we would call in, in on a Sunday morning the invitation. How you will you respond to what God said to you today? Jonah says now I want to remind you one more again. Somebody say one more again. Can y'all? I bet y'all can't spell that like I said it. Somebody say one more again. Jonah says I want to remind you one more again. He says the longer you stay in the middle the messier, the messier it's going to get for you. That's a prophetic utterance for somebody today. You got to make a choice today now, for real, seriously, all jokes aside, prophetically through Jonah, the longer you stay in the middle, the messier it's going to get for you. Verse 17, now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days in three nights. Uh, most people assume that it was a whale. The Bible does not tell us what type of fish it was, uh, but in our limited understanding of biology, is just very few fish that were large enough uh, to uh, swallow him. And so it's gotten messier for Jonah because he stayed in the middle. And that's what the word is for you today. You got to make a decision today. The longer you stay in the middle, the longer you keep operating like lukewarm water, God is saying, is going to get messier for you. Can you think about what Jonah was going through in the mouth uh, of, of, of this well? Uh, can you think about it from a practical perspective? Some people don't think that was even possible until last year, right outside of Massachusetts, where an individual was fishing. His name was Michael Packard. Look it up, 56 years old. He was, he was, he was a commercial lobster diver, and he literally was swallowed by a well. Now, he did not go into the esophagus, but he was in the mouth of the well, and he talked about that experience. First of all, they crushed him; it broke his leg. Uh, but second of all, uh, he dealt with all of the all of the stuff that was inside of the well. It got on him, and and he was in here. And even though he was not in there long, he said it was dark because it's dark and messy uh, in the middle. He said he didn't know what was going to happen to him uh, in the in in the, in the middle. But at some point, uh, the well came to the to the surface and spit him out, and he was able to be uh, rescued. And I just want to encourage you today uh, that, that, that God has no plan for you to stay in the middle uh, because the last thing that I'll say, because it's seven o'clock and it's time to go, the last thing is this, y'all. Only when we move from the middle will we see 
the manifestations that God has for our life. Only when we move from the middle will we see the manifestations, plural, that God has from our life. If you read the entire book of Jonah, you will ultimately see that when he was spit up, Jonah did in fact do what God told him to do. He went and preached uh, to Nineveh and, and God used him in an amazing way. Uh, and, they, and, 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 and Nineveh for that moment was turned around. They surrendered to God. And so my question for you is, don't you want to see God's power manifest, manifested in your life? Don't you want to see the manifestation of miracle signs and wonders in your life? Don't you want to see God use you like you have never been used before? Don't you want to experience his love and intimacy with God like many of us desire? While some of us desire money, I do, I do need money. I ain't going to lie. But really, I'm in a season I want. I'm desiring the intimacy of God. I want to experience his intimacy. I want to experience his touch. I want to experience his power. I want to experience his presence. And God is saying you can't experience that like you need to in the middle. If you want to experience the manifestations of everything that I have for you, it's not until you move from the middle until you move to the place where God will have you to be. It's prayer time, y'all. I'm out of time. Tonight, we will join. Uh, we will we will connect in Bible study. Bible study is back. I look forward to seeing you all. It's going to be a dynamic Bible study. We're changing it up a little bit, but looking forward to seeing you. Listen, I want to pray right now, and I want to pray because there's somebody today that's been in the middle too long. There's somebody today that you just need a little bit of strength so you can see the manifestations of God in your life like never before because it's messy in the middle and God hadn't called us to live there. We got to get to that place where God will have us to be. Let's pray. Lord, we love you today. We thank you. God, we thank you for this word that reminds us you have not called your people. You have not called your sons and your daughters to live in the middle. You have not called us to be lukewarm. You have not called us to be halfway in, halfway out. God, you told us to choose, like Joshua said about his family. And today, God, we make a choice. As for all of us, those of us on Zoom, those of us on Facebook, YouTube, um, those that will stream later, uh, stream later. As for us, God, we are making a choice today that we're going to serve you. Now, some of us, God, that choice seems a little bit harder. I pray that you give them strength, God. They know exactly what their middle situation is. They know where they kind of been halfway in, halfway out. They know, God, what I'm talking about because you gave me this word for them. So now, God, I'm asking you to give them everything that they need to go forward. If they're dealing with fear, God, we pray against fear. If they're dealing with uncertainty, God, we pray against that. If they need resources, God, give them resources. If they need protection, God, give them protection. If they need a blessed assurance, give them that, God. But whatever it takes, God, we got to move forward, God. Whatever it takes, God, we got to we gotta, we gotta get to the place that you called us to be and do what you called us to do. It's messy in the middle, God. So we pray, God, that you will help us as individuals. We pray that you will help us as, uh, as entrepreneurs. We pray that you would help us as a church family. We pray that you would help us, Father God, as, as your children. God, we love you on the day. We praise you on the day. We thank you on the day. We give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. And the people of God said, amen, amen, amen. Listen, love you all. Mean it. God bless you. I can't wait to see uh, many of you tonight at 7 p.m. for Bible study in person or virtually. May God bless you. May God keep you. But don't stay in the middle. And may heaven smile upon you. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. 
We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.